What is happening out there, everybody? Hey, just a quick note on this episode. Our intro here gets a little bit raunchy, even for our taste. So if that's not something you're into, maybe take a pass and jump right to the 9 minute and 30 second mark to get right to gameplay. I hope everybody is having a great holiday season, and I will catch you all soon. Previously on Knucklebones. After Gaultier returned to the Uraka unscathed, Captain de Sangre and the Butts decided the safest course of action was to send a small away team to investigate the island prior to the ship touching down. Hot off the hurry staffs shuttled the Butts down to the island of Lumen Sanctum, where upon circling the lighthouse, they encountered an anti-magic field, preventing them from gaining access. Not to be dissuaded, they landed in the small village at the bottom of the foothills. Looking through the umbral lens here, Babitha witnessed something striking. Dozens and dozens and dozens of echoes waiting on the umbral plane. Our adventurous friends decided that it was maybe a good time to find a place to rest for the evening. Their investigation could begin in earnest at first light. Bone boys, Scalades, Osteoenvies, Transtali, Chitin kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between Welcome back to Knuckle Bones. If you're fit bitten, you're Welcome fit back, fucking. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it does beg the question of like easy, what easy. A, what a specific sex. Track so, anyways, back on topic. Because I think the answer in this is one hundred percent yes, right? One hundred percent. I bet. Hold on. Is it a wrist thing or is it just a cock ring? Like, are we just talking about shit you have to put on your dick? It's a belt. I was actually picturing a chest harness. So, oh, like one of those, like one of those real heart rate monitors. Yeah, like exactly. yeah, but yeah, well, but I was, leather. Mm, hot. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking it goes like a belly chain, like around your hips, <laughs> and it counts. It counts your steps. Your thrust. <laughs> it, uh, it gives you, it gives you back to front and side to side steps. Correct. Like the whole. Yeah. Pitch, yaw, oh, all that yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. It's oh, a personal no, exercise. It creates a 3D model. In my office. Woo! A 3D well, yeah, model. A, a 3D model of your, your of your fuck dimensions. <laughs> it's like it's like you get one of those warnings like uh, when you do VR. Like, a 3D model. So you can go back and watch it later. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To record that pitch and that yaw, I baby. feel like you would just be much simpler to just <laughs> I'll be pitching record some it. shit. Is that something? Is that something that you guys uh, put in your Tinder profile, right? Like uh, specifically discussions of like, you know, must oh, have a living yeah. room with your, enough room. You people for, love your sex and it's for some for some, for some, for some uh, proper pitching. <laughs> pitch you. you. You know? You've definitely <laughs> accidentally hit on the dystopian nightmare of the sex wearable, which is that it instantly becomes like linked to some sort of weird dating profile situation. And it's just right, like, and it's like, this person is compatible with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> it matches your fuck score, so it's like, listen, we're gonna put vanilla with vanilla, we're gonna put, you know, ravenous with ravenous, and everything in between will be... There's, yeah. like, a rate of power and speed, and it's like, <laughs> this guy has a 97 fuck score. <laughs> it's gonna be like, All his, his fuck rate is off the chart. You gotta climb the ranks. It's like yeah. a Madden rating, it's like speed. Agility. Oh my god. <laughs> I wanted to be Stamina's like, in there too, because they can track like when you come. <laughs> I wanted to be like you. Your matches leave you reviews uh, oh. about your performance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like there. Everyone has these things that they're wearing, and it's just like understood. And like after each time, however many times you like tap it, is the like five star rating. Obvious. So it's just Obviously. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Both like it senses that your heart rates are down. It's like it gi- it gives you like two beeps. It's like beep beep. Oh, okay, I gotta get my rating. One, two, three, four, five. And it's just like high five. <laughs> and then the person has to like, if someone doesn't do well, they have to like hide the fact that they only gave like two stars. Bing. They have to like figure out a way. It has to be in the yeah. rules. Mm-hmm. It where's, has where's, to be in the Where's the button for, I'm, it happens to a lot of guys. <laughs> <laughs> This is a this is a Black Mirror episode, uh, yeah. like uh, directed by Jordan <laughs> Peele. Yeah. yeah. Starring. This is everything that's wrong with everything. Is what we are talking. Chloe about. Cherry. I agree. <laughs> I, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know why I said her? Because she's in Euphoria. <laughs> that's the only reason I know who that is. I know Riley Reed. I fucking know Riley Reed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Mia Malkova yes. lives in Portland. Yep. <laughs> and she's arguably one of like she's just like a Twitch streamer now. Perfect like, casting. Yeah. <laughs> so I think stupid. that's that's a funny trend. I like I cam girls becoming like yeah. bloggers. Yeah, I saw some article. And it was literally about like. Right. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like there's a whole huh. platform for huh. launching careers like that. Well, no, the, the article was really interesting because it was literally about that. It was like the um, democrat. I'm going to fuck this up, but the democratization of pornography being like more um, like, cr- I guess, creator owned is the way you would describe that mm-hmm. has led to this thing where people like basically get followers and then like try to transition out of it. And so it's like, how do you like while you are making sex tapes or whatever? You have to like also try to like build a brand so that you can stop making sex tapes and retain some percentage of your audience that's still profitable. And I was like, what an insane exercise in branding that must be, right? Like, yeah. and I, I was like, it, the article I thought was really, I can't remember, I'll have to try to find mm-hmm. his edge, you guys, but it was one of those things that I was like, oh, I, like I never in a million years would have thought of something like that. And it's like a pretty fucking interesting. Well, my, uh, the girl that I've, the girl that I met, yeah. Yeah, if you watch stream or Twitch, I mean that's that's the whole thing. That's I mean what the, it is. Is it? They're building their brand. Yeah, I mean they're building I mean for like the girls that are doing it that way, like they're just building a brand by being like Is there is there a lot of sexy girls, stuff I guess. on Twitch? I, the only thing I ever watch on Twitch is DD. I don't like hot tub streaming like, and I just know that there's basically just constant thirst traps that are happening. Literally the only thing I use Twitch mm, for is yeah. to uh hang out with one of my favorite artists, him and his wife. We just like they do picnic streams and they just play music and we talk about like cool. Red Dead Redemption. Like it's just that's all I use Twitch for. 
Well, that's yeah. way cooler than what I use okay, it for. So how do we combine D and D Twitch with Thirst Trap Twitch? Just like you know, you know, like thongs and rolling. Like how do how do we make that happen? That it already happened. It already happened. That happened uh, already. Phoenix, Phoenix uh, that's fair. No, it did not. And, go it, well. and it didn't work out well. <laughs> I am. At, I don't know shit about it, but I, my perception is that that whole thing is like toxic and horrible in, in every way. Oh, I have a pitch. Uh, uh-huh. Let's Please get them to sponsor the show. And by sponsor the show, I mean, can we just get her to record a 30-second ad and we'll just put it in the show? Because it's hilarious to me if we just had a ad in the middle of our podcast <laughs> for literally, for no fucking reason. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, into that. Like, hit, hey, her up, hit her up. I mean, uh, like, ended up talking hey, about your... Don't company. forget, you, use code BUTTS for 10% use off. Use code BUTTS for 10% <laughs> off. Put Robo Romeo. Uh, <laughs> your sophisticated bedroom picture. You put them butts and bones up in there, baby. <laughs> hey, I can segue this one. Wait, everybody's everybody's just leaving. Hold on, guys, come back. Wait, come back. This is this is what happens when we when Nick says I'm about to do a segue. We're like, oh, we can get up. Yo, check this one out. Well, while we're on the subject of pictures and such, why don't we jump over roll twenty and take a look at the map picture that's posted? Nick texted me that three weeks ago and was like, "How does this sound?" Well, we can't see anything now. Yeah, we can't currently Good. see anything. So, and you should not be able to. Okay. So, I just wanted to give you guys like a general impression of what we're looking at here on the island of Lumen Sanctum. Oh. Wow, did you make this? <laughs> well, I made all those all of those squares oh, yeah. of water. I made those. <laughs> those blue <Wow>. squares. <laughs> Sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all the water there. So for the listeners at so, home, paint us a word. Describe the describe the important parts, not the shitty parts. Oh, no. the okay. So there's a single square that meets those uh, configurations and recommendations. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just need one, though, really, and it's not even the one that's on the map. It's one that's in that white bar, but half a border on. The Correct. Map. We are looking at a map. It is uh, a lush green map. There are some forests uh, giving way to fields, and the and in the more central area, there is uh, the outline of what appears to be a city wall. It is in the shape of like a half octagon and open in the northeastern corner and within those walls there are uh, a couple of kind of weaving roads between different small structures and then up back towards that open northeast corner there's a smaller section of a kind of horn-shaped wall with three structures in an L formation that seem to be attached or at least have pathways between them. And also there's some really great squares of blue to indicate I'm assuming like a moat or just a river. Uh, Or... So this is this is the ocean on the outside of the space. Oh, so So, imagine that it is. It's all ocean after that. 
So this yeah, is exactly. so redact the lush green part. I mean, that's every so frame of painting to the fields. Um, every frame of painting, uh, every word of song. Well, so, but I mean, it, there's a lot of trees here that I mentioned that apparently are actually algae. <laughs> On the top of the corals, oh, algae. <laughs> right, accurate. Mixture of accurate. flora and fauna yeah. of the oceanic space. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Well, so there there is a portion of forest up to the northeast beyond the that other structure that you described, and that oh, that's a much better way to do that, Matt. I assume this these buildings, these large buildings that are up to the northeast, are also like up this hill, and then if you look uh, where those buildings are connecting, that section right there, uh, if they're sort of shaped like an L, and where the two buildings sort of meet is where the lighthouse shoots up. Uh, yes. When it, so Almost. at the crux of the L-shaped three buildings is the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. This map is a view from above. Uh, and this village has maybe two dozen, maybe three dozen buildings. They're all, like you guys encountered last time, they're all pretty ramshackle and beaten down for okay. the most part, though. So this kind of gives you a general layout of, of what you're dealing with here. How does that make you feel? I have... Well, I mean, I have questions about why you would build a, a, a go to the trouble of building a whole wall just to leave random chunks of it open. But my presumption is that maybe now that I know this is the ocean, is that perhaps it is uh, serving as a seawall or a le- levee of some kind. Hmm, interesting concept. I think for it's chance, to chance, hold the zombie hordes at bay. The water well, zombies. if yeah. the water all zombies. if the the best example of mm-hmm. zombie-based horror, World War Z is any indication, and Pirates of the Caribbean too, Dead Man Tell No Tales. I don't think that's the right name. <laughs> I think I think that Max is trying to speed run alienating anyone by claiming that those are the two. <laughs> Everyone knows the two best zombie films. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about your little ramshackle cottage that you guys decided to set up camp in. Um, as night is setting, describe to me, uh, you know, how uh, your sleeping arrangements, what you're, what you guys are thinking. Let's get right into the nitty gritty. Uh, at least from Liza's perspective, this is a bit freaky, just because I mean, having a near death experience. Um, only hours ago um, and then going into like a situation that everyone assumed would also be another just deadly experience Um, it's just a lot of peril um, Mm -hmm. and that Liza hasn't necessarily felt since the run in with the Kruthik at the mountain or like on the minecart, um, so mine yeah, minecart madness. Um, so it's just a bit of like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Is this what? Is this what this is just gonna be? You know, it's just like constant peril. Yeah, constant yeah. peril, and then you die. Yes, you live hard. You're afraid of everything, and eventually Wait you die. Wait a minute. Oh shit, look, a cottage. And um, as Liza is like winding down for the night, I'm gonna say that they are noticing the 
like tingles at their fingertips that they haven't necessarily felt before um, and notice that their nails are like a purple purplish pink color that they cannot change themselves they're almost uh nail polish that the nail polish remover won't work on yeah what is going on with eliza um, i think sort of concurrent to that hmm. Nothier is just doing his like harumph harumph bedroll shit like he is you know they're out in the field and, and, and now of course we need to put our bedrolls to face in this way everyone knows keep an eye on a door and he's just like going along a kind of like military guy setting everything up exactly the way he was trained to do once upon a time yeah and the night is winding down the fire that you guys had built you cooked some dinner over is starting to die out and die out and it's that that really calm moment but right before everybody's ready to go to sleep where everybody's just quiet and relaxed and you know what i'm talking about where you just everybody's staring at the fire for a minute and you guys decide to turn in and take your rest, your well-earned rest. I'll let you guys click we through that slept. shit on your sheet. Woo! You solved my sleeping puzzle. I love it when that happens. I love it. And avocado. I love it. Thanks. And avocado. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Avocado. <laughs> As you guys are sleeping. One of the last embers from the fire pops. And I cast this dim orange hue on the living room. I like the idea, it's probably not fact, but I like the idea of Galtier just being like dad mode where he's asleep on a chair facing the fire with his chin down. Oh yeah, he he tried to put everyone to bed the right way and they didn't listen to him at all, but all that mattered is that he said, oh, well, I'm gonna take a look at this fire and fell asleep just like an old man. Babitha has uh, taken off her her boots and she's like rolled down her the stocking on her bad leg and it's like been massaging in this like really sweet smelling you know kind of like salve into it you know conceivably for some sort of you know pain relief but like the scents coming off of it are very like that you can't quite place them no one can really place them but they smell nostalgic it's a very it brings it kind of soothes everyone who can smell it a little bit Mm. in this darkness in the late night early morning just before dawn you all sleep and while you all sleep the rest of us the audience we see a thin white semi-transparent figure come through the door of the cottage silently lilting in this long dress billows behind her like she's floating in some kind of water and her long hair is also just the ring girl she moves in absolute complete silence across the room everybody roll perception check I don't know why I said gross when you said silent. I was like... That... <clears throat> well, that's an 18 for Blep and a nat fucking 20 for Babs. Her eyes bolt open. Nice. She senses something. Mm, not quite. No, you know what? I'll give I'll give it to you. Um, What is your guys' perceptions? 19 for Galtier. 14. 
14? Okay. Yeah, I'll give that to you, Babitha. It feels, feels wrong to take it away from you. In the night, your eyes bolt open. Something is off. Something is weird somewhere. And you look down, and this room is its almost black. There's a slight orange light coming from what remains of the fire, and it's not much. And you see this figure of a woman with her dress and her hair floating behind her. What do you do? You see her floating towards Galt. She says, loud, loud enough to conceivably wake her compatriots. Well, hello there! Can we be of some sort of assistance? You disturb the natural order! Well, I mean, I don't think that... Hey, roll them yeah. bones. Ain't no getting out of this one. Up, though. Pretty, pretty clutch, honestly. Yeah, it was It was going to be pretty nasty if you didn't. Yeah, it wasn't going to be great. <laughs> Ooh, that's not bad. Oh, man. I forgot that Bluff goes on there. Let's go for it. Galtier, what did you roll? Uh, dirty 20. Ooh, Billy. How about Liza? Dirty 20. Oh, shit. Ooh, Billy. How about Babitha? 18, although I will say, had if Bluff had his own initiative, it would be a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't roll one and then not say something about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not. It's, it's too fucking fun. Well, it is up to Galtier and Liza to decide who goes first. Who is going to be uh, at the top of the round here? Uh, G had a better perception, so G should go first. Okay, that's fair enough. I like that. All right. So we got G. I'm not going to tell you the order. Get out of here. Well, well, I mean, you have to tell us the order because we're going to play in order. You'll get it when I tell it to you. Right, which, Calm is, down, which sir. is you telling it to Calm us. Calm down. Just, you know, Gal- for the record. Galtier you're, Galtier, you're up first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up to the shout that Babitha lets out and this room in the instant that you wake up it feels pitch black you, it's hard to see anything in this time what do you do? Uh, okay define hard to see can I can I see anything or can I see nothing? you can see there is a faint dim light coming okay. off of this off of what's left of the fire and that's all <laughs> God's here will sort of bolt up out of the chair immediately startled by Babitha, and, and he'll sort of like, as he's reorienting himself, um, initially to sort of scold Babs about shouting at night, he will, you know, clock this uh, sort of ethereal woman. Mm-hmm. Um, does she does she look like anything he's seen before? Or is this like totally new? Like, Yeah, so I think that your question specifically is, does this look like an echo? And I'll tell you, definitely not. This is definitely a more, uh, so a more translucent and a more, uh, a more white of a color, traditional ghost type thing that you're looking at. And notably like the skin, even though the whole visage is white, the skin is like pale and spotty and deteriorated. Okay, Galtier's gonna put a hand on the hilt of his sword and say like, well now hold on just a minute right there. Now, now who, who, who again are you? And it sort of like make eyes at Babitha. Uh, and I'd like to, oh God, what is the trigger for this? I'd like to ready an action. Trigger warning. If it attacks anyone, um, I will fight back. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a fair enough trigger? Uh, I think so. If it, in, okay. if it 
makes a hostile movement, you will strike it. Perfect. So if you look at the map, because I'm trying out maps now, <laughs> um, this, if you're looking at it, the one down here off the side of the bed, that's uh, <laughs> that's currently acting as Liza because see, it doesn't have a face. It could be anybody. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Galt- mm-hmm. Galtier is just above. And then you've got Babitha over here as portrayed by Redacted. And then Babitha. I mean, and then uh, Blep right here. So you guys have the layout of what you're looking at. And this... A hideous ghostly visage. Wait, is this legit. is me? Yeah, because you could be any face. It's hard to put oh, a face on you. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Galtier readies an action in preparation. Liza, it's your turn. Liza is... Yeah, fuck it. As an action, Liza's just going to say in their head, gee, what the... F- uh, gee, what the fuck are you doing? And... Babitha, Gaultier, and Blep all hear that in their head, and they aren't entirely sure if they heard Liza say it out loud mm. or just in their head. They didn't see if mm. uh, my lips were moving. Interesting. And, oh. and Liza didn't necessarily think to do that on purpose. They just had that thought and... It just happened. Liza, what's going on? Um, And then the next move is that Liza is going to... As a bonus action, Liza's going to see if they can roll off the bed and and slide in between the bed and the wall to get under the bed for a hide. Okay. Give me your stealth. I love this. That's a 26. Oh, <laughs> okay. shit. Sure, sure. I like the move. Very Liza. Great. Uh, that's your turn? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna see, can I like roll off the bed down underneath the bed mm-hmm. and like get a little bit more in like flanking range around. If that's, if that's yeah. too much to ask, I can understand. Yeah, give me acrobatics. Let's 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 leave it okay. up to the roll. How about? Yeah, you can definitely roll off. It's a matter of how well can you roll after you hit the ground to where you want to go. Okay. Acrobatics. Uh, that's a seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Okay. You can go ahead and put yourself where you want to have rolled uh, to get a, off the bed with Galtier for sure. I I will say sliding under the bed to me would be five feet of movement. Like that would be, mm-hmm. like that feels fair. Um, one. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can like slide in, sneak in right behind. Yeah, so you um, kind of move down to the south, southeast of where this creature is inf- infiltrating the room. That's the wrong word. I don't care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm going to basically there's a there's a table there, and I'm just gonna like kind of slide underneath and just get ready for whatever comes next. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I like that move a lot. Okay, uh, Babitha, it's your turn. Babitha is going to look this entity in the face and say, Disturbing? Why, you're the one that's being disturbing. Uh, out with you, out! And she points her How finger. How dare you! And uh, 
excuse me. The sound of a dolorous bell fills the air around this creature for a moment. And it needs to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. What is my save? A wisdom saving throw. Maybe. Maybe a wisdom save, you say. What is my whiz? I got a 15. Fuck. All right. Uh, Did it save? It saves. Oh, that's borderline, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. I'm a ghost and you're tolling the undead. Oh, no. This can't be good. Blep sees this and he just kind of grumbles to himself and shoots out an Eldritch Blast. And by an, an Wait, Eldritch... Wait, toll the dead... Doesn't toll the dead do damage either way? No. Oh, it just changes if they've been hit or not. Yeah. Okay, I see. If Go they've for it, been hit, then they do, they take more damage if I do hit them. Like, if they've already taken... If they are not at full hit points and I hit them with this, then they take more damage. But since neither of my compatriots tried to do any damage... But it's alright, because I missed anyway. Uh, Blep, however, is a, a very uh, annoyed to have his sleep disrupted and shoots out his... Uh, two Eldritch Blast beams. Do it. Do it. Do it. Ooh. <laughs> That's a 22 and an 18. Uh, yeah, both of them land. Alrighty. That is 10. That is 10 points of force damage. Crackle, crackle, Eldritch Blast! What type of damage is this? Force. Okay, cool. I love it. I'm into force damage. (laughs) Okay. That's all of Blep's turn? Yes. Oh, and Hubbub is going to just run up and... and, uh... Actually, can Hub... Well, uh, that's exactly what I was going to do. But could Hubbub, I guess, it, is this is this entity floating or standing? Uh, it's both. So it's like Def- a tall dog it's floating? It's definitely, it's definitely moving about like it's floating. Like gravity doesn't have any effect on this thing. You're seeing the hair and the, the long dress that it's wearing sort of billowing behind as it's making its movements. Cool, then Hubbub is just going to... Uh, fly straight like a bolt right at the sternum of this thing. Okay, so yeah. See what happens. Uh, so that is... Ooh, an 18. That's a 22 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Get Dope. it, hubby. And, oh, uh, shit. Let's see what happens here. Ooh, hell yeah, that's a four plus two. That's six force damage. Got it. All right. Can you describe to me what happens? Um, Hubbub flies towards this ghostly creature, and you see for a second as Hubbub makes contact like a uh, like a like a fencing sp- uh, sword foil, like a fencing foil, and you see it, the ghost recoil slightly as Hubbub hits it, and Hubbub sort of passes straight through, mm. and the creature just recovers and continues moving towards you. 
That's exactly what I wanted to test. Thank you. How dare you enter my home and call me the trespasser? I did not call you a trespasser. I said you were disturbing us. Now, we didn't realize this was your home. You all need to roll me a save. <laughs> What's Just my any save, save? Here? Um, Yeah, please. Uh, okay. I need you all to roll me, please, a wisdom save. <laughs> Nick, I'm so sorry. What, what was the outcome of that attack just now? Uh, there was contact, impact. And then he went through. So 13 for Babitha. Mm-hmm. And... Oh my god, I have so much shit. <laughs> oh, am I not muted? Fuck. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, Seven, it's 17. Just the amount of features and traits. Galtier, what did you roll? Wisdom save. Natural 20. Fuck yourself. Damn. Hey. Uh, 15 from Liza. You think I'm fucking scared of you? Check this out. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not actually though. So <laughs> as this creature is standing in the middle of the room and you guys are all around it staring at her, she sort of like emanates this pulse and you can feel it ripple through the air and you're all, you all like feel this, this, need to to get out of here to find safety and then just like a wave it passes and you realize where you are and what's going on and at the same instant that this happens you roll perception checks for me it's crazy well eat my ass and punch me in the face (laughs) it's a 14 that's a 14 for bands and a 19 for blood okay call tier 16. Liza? Nat 1, but that gets me a 10. Wait, I did <laughs> Okay, so hey. I did that wrong. That's a 19 oh, for Babitha give me just a sec. and a 17 for Blood. I'm going to use one of my psionic dice. Nice. And that's a 6, so that gets you're, me 16. You're what? Excuse me? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, a feature. It gets, you a, it gets you a what? A 16 total. Okay, perfect. So you guys all see as as this wave kind of ripples through the space, you see coming through the doorway, right where she came through is another one of these white figures. This one is the visage of a man that's floating through, wearing a wearing kind of a nice <laughs> wearing a, a kind of a nice uh, blazer jacket type situation. And he turns towards you guys, and he's moving much more comfortably than she is. She is obviously on a mission, but this ghostly man is... It looks like he's just walking through, and... Like he's never had a worry in the world. Shocking. Like never had a worry in the world. And... I would like... Does see. he see me? You rolled a 20 or something on 26. hiding... With a natural 20 on his perception. What's his bonus real quick? His bonus is not enough to see you. I'll tell you that. So no, he does not see you. Hell yeah. Just laying on the laying on the table as if I'm like a uh, roast pig. This second one enters the room and he sort of like jaunts over towards Blep and Babitha. And Babitha, I need you to roll me now a charisma save. 
did. Nick, by the way, did that uh, action that precipitated the saving throw trigger me being able to go stabby stab? Oh, yes, definitely. I'm sorry about that shit. Let me roll. Um, actually, I think I think probably not. Oh, well then I, I don't. I don't feel never like. Never mind. Yeah, I don't feel like you would have seen uh, this action taking place. You would just feel this wave kind of come out. I, I don't know that that would necessarily trigger. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. This one, however, will probably trigger it. So <laughs> let's keep that in mind. Tabitha, what is you? Ah, oh, you fucks! I'm not done with you yet. Um. Okay. Did this you just creature. say, are oh, you fox? I'm not done with you yet? You sure Nick, are did. you flirting with I'm your sure wife? Did. I would Ooh. never. Hey. <laughs> this man, as he strolls in, Abatha, he walks up to you, and you see as he just reaches out towards your towards your face with his hand, and just as he's trying to like grab you, you yank yourself away, and he sort of swipes at thin air. Don't you know it's rude to touch a woman without asking? Or, quite frankly, anyone, any entity. You should just no touching without consent. You do not belong in this place. Flee now while you still have your life. That sounds a little bit dramatic, don't you think? <laughs> if I counted the amount of times I heard that, oh boy. Oof. Galtier, you're up again. Uh, okay, so do I get to use my prior saved action to attack that yes. guy real quick before yes. I take my turn? Yes. Okay, cool. Yep. I will definitely allow that. Okay, the first one is a 22 to hit. Mm-hmm. Second one will be an 18. Both hit. Sweet. Let me roll for demand. Um, The first one... Oh my god, math is a 13. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take a reroll in the second one. Didn't help. The second one is a 6. So a total of 19. 19 damage? Out 19 of... piercing damage. Piercing damage. I like it. Um, okay, and then I will step forward. Yeah, okay. I'm going to um, step here. Um, so kind of behind Babitha on the approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use bait and switch to then swap places with Babitha so that I'm between bads Ooh, and nice. bad guys. Um, yeah, all right. Oh, no, oh, no I, I spelled myself on <laughs> that. So Don't do worry, that. Nobody, nobody knows how to use roll 20. Don't worry about uh, it. And then, so, okay, I roll a superiority die. Uh, ooh, maybe. Um, I'm going to give myself the AC bonus because hopefully they can't get past me. Uh, I rolled a 7 on my superiority die, bringing my armor class to 25. And then I'm going to attack, uh, this one in the front is the uh, lady, right? Yes. No, 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 that one is the gentleman. That's the, that's the dude. Okay, so I'll attack him again then. Uh, and I'll take two strikes. The first one is a 24. Good. The second one is a 20, dirty 20. You said, you said this was from your action surge, right? No, the other attacks were from my held action from the prior round. You get both of your actions from that? Well, I get an action, but I can I attack twice per action. Yeah, mm, I'm gonna look into that. But okay, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, hold on. I, unless, I, I see what you're um, doing. Unless you say no, in which case subtract uh, six from the prior damage. And we'll roll with it, but I do want to look into it after. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to look into it right now. Not in the heat of the moment. 
It's called saving your action, so I just assumed I could take a full action, but it is a good question. I don't know how that works. Because I know like um, with like a haste, you don't you get one more attack, not one more action's worth of attacks. Right. So you can't right, be a fighter right. who just gets fucking 30 million attacks or whatever when you're high level. Um what am I doing? Yeah, so I'm attacking that was um a twenty or a twenty-six or twenty-four and a twenty. I assume those both hit. Yes. I'm gonna reroll damage on that one. Okay, not so great. So the first one is nine piercing. Ooh, and the second one is good. Uh, it will be 12 piercing. So a total of 21 points of piercing damage. Nice. Got it. is dead. All right, so let us move right along as this occurs. Liza, you are up again. Liza is going to basically like pop up from being in a hidden position and grab in their back pocket uh, a dagger that they felt like they've had in their in their back pocket and get ready to throw that and not kind of unconsciously they are just going to not look at it and as they're throwing it they see that it's like got a purplish pink hue around it and they've never seen this dagger before they thought it was just like one of the daggers they had on them and they throw it and yeah and they just throw this dagger at uh this man Do um, it. that is a 23 to hit uh yeah okay that is four damage. Okay, okay. Wait, which one are you attacking, by the way? The man. The man. Okay. And then as a bonus action... Oh, um, because I was coming from hidden, can I attack with advantage? I do believe that's how that works. Okay, um, I'm just gonna see if I crit. I don't. Uh, and then since I have advantage, I'm going to roll my sneak attack. That's an extra three, so seven damage. And as a bonus action, I am just going to move around to the... So I am basically in line of sight of G and Babitha, but I am on the back shoulder, back side of both of these beings yeah and just kind of make eye contact with babatha and kind of make a facial expression and as i'm making the facial expression of like this is this like what the fuck is going on babatha you just hear i am so confused about literally everything that is going on right now and I'm really hoping that you can fucking give answers to me once we're done here. And I'm gonna give you bon uh, Bardic Inspiration. Oh, nice. It's basically a, you're smarter than me and I'm scared. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. Auntie Pappy will take care of everything. We just have to, you know, not die. <laughs> and so, Nick, yes. this dagger uh, kind of came incorporeally in my back pocket and w what happens when it hits 
this, uh, like, does it stick to the man? I think that when this one makes contact with this type of creature, I think it sort of smashes into this, the incorporeal form, and you can see it as the, what color was it? Is it purple? It's like the purple, it's like the purple inky, like. Yeah, yeah. It's the same color. Yeah, it's it's like umbral colors. You see as the dagger penetrates the surface of this incorporeal entity, and for an instant, the whole thing just like pulsates with this purple color. And then it kind of goes back to normal. Mm. So it like sticks into the actual like ghostly projection and then yeah. goes away. Yeah. And you see it like all of its energy dissipates and it like for an instant, the this ghost almost looks like an echo with the purple color. Mm. It's cool because this it goes from like when it's in my hand, it looks completely solid with like the aura around it. And the closer it gets to the actual like target the more incorporeal it gets. And it, yeah, and it has like a and trail. It, it trails like yeah. the smoke that the, that the echoes trail. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, Babitha, would you like to take a turn? I would like to take a turn. Good, do Actually. it. Also, uh, the the being takes psychic damage, if that matters. Like, Ooh, that does. <laughs> so... Am I to assume if something says, if a spell's like uh, range says radius, I always assume that means like a circle, but it doesn't, but it, uh, it doesn't say like a cone or a sphere or a cube. So let me see. Vocabulary wise, radius definitely means you're at least circular. It could be spherical. It could be cylindrical but you're at least, we know at least one dimension is a circle. Okay, all creatures within 10 feet of you. Huh. It's what it all it's, says. It's time, that's the dimension that's a circle. Right. Because it's, a, cause it's well, a wheel. Because it's a, a wheel. flat circle. Babitha is holding on to, uh, Hubbub is kind of returned back to her. She's holding on to Hubbub as if uh, using him as a staff. And then just kind of very elegantly kind of shifts her weight to the side and lifts into the air kind of the diagonal, like she's kind of leaning on the broom instead of being fully mm-hmm. astride it. And she lifts up so that she's 10 feet above these two guys that are in a 10 feet area. So this should only hit them, not my compatriots. Yep, yep, that's doable. And Definitely. she starts to just like she's tired they have been through the shit she has watched liza go through like turmoil after turmoil and she is just she's had it and so she lifts up and she's like i've had enough of this and these bursts of these dark tendrils burst out from her she stretches her arms out and these arms try to wrap around these two figures and they (laughs) need to make a strength saving so dark these dark tendrils whip out around them try to close around them in a twisted malevolent embrace and they need to make a strength saving throw Mm, strength you say 
But what about a Maleficent embrace? <laughs> Does a 17 pass? 17 passes. However, you are still going to take five points of necrotic damage. Ooh. Okay. Oh, excuse me. And the other that's one did fail. One moment. One moment. Uh, that's actually... <laughs> so sorry. That's actually 10 points of damage. Because okay. I'm casting it at uh, I'm sec- casting it at second level. Okay, the other one did fail. So what does that mean for me? Oh, so then that one, that one is gonna take two d six instead, and so that one is gonna take that one is gonna take thirteen points of product damage. Not nice. Not don't like it. Nice. Not even a little oh, bit. Oh, and also. And also, because mm. they failed, uh, they can't take any reactions until their next turn. Which I believe also includes opportunity attacks? Any correct? reaction. Okay, yep. An opportunity Certainly. attack is a reaction, correct? Yeah. So with that being the case, Lepu's going to move the fuck out over here. <laughs> that is a wall. You cannot walk through a wall. Okay. Let's gonna move over Lep here. Gonna he's gonna do up. Eliza, and he's gonna duck and roll. <laughs> Wait, and what happened to Babitha? Babitha is in the oh. air. Oh yeah, I guess you can just fly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. but I gotcha. didn't. She's like above them, you know. So she's yeah. she's in the air. You're uh, you're only above them like by an inch. Like you're barely. The roof in this place is pretty low. So to fly over them, you're like they can't take their opportunity attacks because of the move that you pulled. Yeah. But you're like. You're, like, squeezing by them. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, I guess I could have just flown over here. I just have to be within 10 feet of them. But anyway, I digress. Blep is going to shoot an Eldritch Blast at either of them. So, first one is at, first one is at the man. That one is going to be plus four. So, the first one is going to be a 19. Yep, that'll the do. Second one is going to be a fifteen. That will also do. These are both at the male figure. One's at the male, one's at the female. The first one was at the male. The second one is at the okay. female. Okay. So, damage to the male. Damage to the male. I'll do first. It is. Uh, we'll just say that's a six. And then against the woman. Woo! That's gonna be ten. Ooh, yeah, these similar to Liza's uh, dagger attack, you see these Eldritch Blasts hit these things, and as the impact happens, it's just like a pulse that goes through their whole body, and they radiate the same color for a second, and then almost like a burst, it comes off of them as well. But you can tell that it's definitely dealing some damage, and, and uh, they're suffering severely. It is their turn, however. For centuries we've awaited your aid and you failed to come. We no longer desire to see you or your kind. Sasha! And the woman, just like before, a wave of energy fills the room. Everybody make a wisdom save. Everybody, eighteen from Liza. Look, so safe. 
14 for Babitha, and a 15 for Black. Dirty 20. Don't look yeah. yourselves. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to two for one right here. This guy is still in range of Galtier. And as he's trying to make this swipe towards Babitha, who dodged out of the way, and now he's shouting at you guys, and now he's going to try to just reach forward and, like, fully wrap his arms around Galtier. <sighs> Galtier, could you do me a favor and roll a charisma save? What is your question? Absolutely, I can. Uh, Nick, just so you know, I did spend a luck point because I rolled very poorly on the first one. Uh, the new result is a 22. Goddamn. Damn. Okay. Oh, wait. No, I'm so sorry. A 21. Oh, wow. You're dead. That It's auto dead. He, yeah, that was power hug <laughs> kill. You never know what <laughs> saves, man. <laughs> um, damn. I wish you didn't use that luck point. You guys suck. Um, <laughs> that's the end of their motion, or the end of their turn. Uh, the guy is going to maintain his focus on Galtier while the female figure is going to turn as Babitha flies over. You do not belong! Gross! Galtier, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to whoop this dude's ass. Yeah, do the deed, my dude. So a uh, 19 and a 26. Done and done. Uh, uh, nine points on the first one, 10 points on the second one. Yeah, that'll do it. You want to add a little bit of flavor on top of this? <clears throat> that little spice? Yeah. Um, I think Galtier like, was a, originally um, maybe a little taken aback by the sort of ghastly appearance unsure how well his weapon would work and after a couple rounds of sort of sparring with this thing he's really caught the mojo and you see him just like whipping that uh cola marsh around just oh now oh yes and just nailing just quick like zoro style like bunch of little blows and then the last one just a clean puncture straight through the face and then comes back out when you when you do this you see you see the penetration that your sword makes or that your rapier makes and you can see as you pull it out the this wound in his face and as this is happening it's like he's he's fading into the beyond into the abyss it's almost like he's falling except he's just going to a different plane of existence right as you finish this guy off and he's just like you hear his voice fading but we waited for so Um, given the way this map is laid out, there's some furniture and stuff here. Can I move to this spot that's in between this female character and Babs, who I know is at like a slightly different elevation? Um, if you go uh, over that way, you are going to take an opportunity attack from that guy because they do have it back now, I believe. Yeah. Well, that guy just died, right? Yes, but there's two of them right there. Right, but oh, you mean I, the I, lady. I, I, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, be but you don't. You don't leave. You're right. I yeah. wouldn't be exiting her space and be specifically entering it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, then I'll use my movement to also once again try to position myself between her and Babs. Done and done. 
Liza, it is your turn. I just thought it was funny when, uh, Matt, you just described, like, sticking in the thing and then pulling it out. My mm-hmm. head went to, like, oh, when I'm making brownies and I need to test the middle of the pan. <laughs> yeah, you know. the trick of a good swordsman pulls it out clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, this is a well, a well dead enemy. Absolutely. Um, so Liza is just going to jump, gonna vault on the table and just pull out a like reach into their studded leather armor, like into a pocket that they know that they keep shit, and grab. Okay, that last dagger was whatever the fuck, but this dagger is like. This is a dagger I know has been here before. They jump up like off of the uh, this table and like come <laughs> down with both hands and like yeah. as they're coming down with the dagger like in their hands and it's coming into view, they see, fuck, it's another one of these daggers and it stabs into <laughs> like the neck of the of the um, lady and they're just like, what the fuck? All right, uh, I want your attack roll, obviously. But yeah. Also an acrobatics roll. Okay. Uh, I'll do acrobatics first. Okay. Works for me. Um, that is a nine. I'm okay, going you- to just sec. <laughs> I'm going to add a psionic die because I don't want you to tell me that I failed because mm-hmm. I don't. Know yet, so. <laughs> okay. I like it. Good thinking. Good thinking. Okay. That's a thirteen. Okay. I'll, it'll work. Uh, go ahead okay. and roll your attack. I was going to give you a penalty if your acrobatics was bad. But okay. uh, I think 13 is, is pretty average. You can jump up on it. It's a low table and, and do okay. your attack. Cool. Um, and, okay, attack. Ooh, uh, that's a 24. Uh, yeah. Great. Um, I am going to use that. Um, going to be using one of these daggers. That is a D6. Also, I forgot uh, that... I'm level three in rogue now. I get two sneak attack die. Um, and so. you have a friend in melee, so you will get that. Yeah. So I have it's th- this dagger is doing three d six plus two. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, ten. Okay, uh, thirteen damage. Hell yeah. Thirteen psychic damage on this, and then I'm going to quickly reach into another pocket and be like, okay, this is the one. And I'm going to pull it out and just like slash across. And uh, this time I'm not even going to like look at the dagger. Cause I'm like, I know this one's real. And I pull it out and I just like slash across as a bonus action offhand attack. And that is a uh, 21. Jesus Christ tonight with you guys. Come on. And yes, this will that's be, a hit. This is a D4. Uh, that is uh, four damage. And then I, like, I do my, uh, Liza, like, stab down, gets down on, like, a knee, grabs the, the knife that's in their other pocket in their armor, and they, like, slash up like their, yes. uh, like, Black Widow down in the hero pose. Yep, and then they, like, that's exactly pose what for I was a second. Too. Yeah. And then they, like, look back up. They toss their hair just like uh, your... <laughs> Black Widow does. And they, like, look back up at their hand, like, finally, my dagger, I, the one I've been looking for is there, and there's no dagger in my hand. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck! 
<laughs> as you as you look back up though, Liza, you see that the first attack that you did kind of like came straight vertical down the front side of the face. Yeah. And you can see that all of the the ghostly pale flesh on the face, it's yeah. falling falling aside and you can see like the the tissue underneath, like the the look of red blood almost underneath. And then yeah. on the vertical stripe up, you can see that it cut through the dress and the dress is starting to fall off and underneath just a gash across the woman's entire entire chest where the skin is starting to just fall off and she does just like the guy she starts to just fade back into this etherealness it's your fault you've killed everyone and you're left alone in this cottage for now. L- Liza just like pops up and is just like, you know that feeling you get when you have uh when like you walk through a spider web yeah. and you like you you're like freaking out cuz you want to get that you and you don't know if the spider's still on you and you yeah. get like the chills and you're like Ugh. that's Liza like gets up and like does that thing where they like shake off and they're just like I don't know I I don't know where I'm I'm so uncomfortable. This is not okay. I'm not okay right now. Babitha touches down her broom right in front of you and uh, lets go of Hubbub, who of course remains standing, and takes both of your hands and in, in hers and is obviously like looking up at you since you are notably taller. It's like, Liza, my darling, please just keep it together for a little bit longer. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And quite frankly, it's very cool. Look, now, now hold on a minute. It's not very cool at all. What sort of magical hoodoo have you brought in here in this nice little car? What, what have y'all better explain this? I cannot change my fingernails and this is deeply uncomfortable. That is not nearly as important as the ghosts. I feel like the ghosts are pretty self-explanatory. They lived here, they died you here. You feel like and a ghost is self-explanatory? Go to it. The things that we have seen. Go- we <laughs> saw a fucking echo dragon, and you're surprised by a ghost in a spooky yes. place? Like, this is a spooky place. I will always be surprised by a ghost. <sighs> Well, it must, you must have lived a very privileged life. I'm just saying, if you're surprised by ghosts in spooky places. I overheard two gnomes fucking in a sewer. Nothing shocks me anymore, but this did, okay? Well, now, there are things that are both lewd and uncool, but are to be expected. Gnomes are dirty creatures. Ghosts are another thing entirely. Excuse me, sir? <laughs> Well, tell me you weren't one of those two dirty creatures that we heard in the aforementioned sewer, and I will retract my comment. There was a lot of echo. There was a lot of echo, and it wasn't humans, humanoids. It was sounds. We heard the sounds. You heard... (laughs) (laughs) And a man who was wearing cargo shorts, you could do better. He, he was wearing cargo shorts while they were doing it. I overheard. <laughs> <laughs> Let us do a, a a little hand wave and we'll progress towards morning time where somewhere in the distance a rooster crows. Is there a magic focus in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? So 
You guys awaken on the dawn of the first day in the maelstrom. What do you guys, what's your plan here? What do you guys want to do? Well, I feel like we're here to find the stone. We kind of have a, like, specific mission. But also we should maybe, I'm curious about the anti-magic field. I'm not really clear uh, as to why it exists or, or, or what, what function it serves or, or if it's a remnant or being actively upheld. There's a lot of questions. It would probably be useful information for us to have, but um, it does shake us off. Oh. Is I, I agree. We have a couple of questions we might perchance uh, need to answer. One, I, I believe through the lens that we saw that this village seems to be frozen in the other realm. There's a sort of a temperature disparity, which is an interesting question. I don't know if we can answer that question, but it's interesting to know. Uh, also, the conversation we overheard sounded like Umbro's had some sort of plan to take something, I, I presume it's something from our realm based on our prior interactions with that particular agent of chaos. And we also have this uh, Baha Dare. Baha Blast. Uh, Baha Blast. Yeah, the, the ba- Mountain Dew Baja Blast, which uh, in this world is a totally novel thing, and we don't know what that means yet. Don't worry, Dabs is working on it. It's coming soon. I believe it's oh, a no. potion or a rune. That, that actually checks out a thousand percent that Dabs <laughs> introduced Baja Blast. One hundred percent. That's canon. Babitha is the inventor. Babitha's Baja Blast. Um, I I will say like Liza. Uh, we, uh, mechanically a little bit meta, we, after this fight, we took a long rest, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll give okay, you Okay, so we got sure. all our stuff back. I will say, um, never mind. I, I won't bring that up, but, um... Don't say anything. Well, you guys, we, you did some hand-waving, but also, like, the rest of the gang, uh, didn't... Liza didn't, theoretically didn't know that uh, the rest of the gang overheard my thoughts. Oh, right. yeah, we don't know that yet. Yeah, like, I I was just thinking and, like, Sent just a, vibing. Ended up sending a dispatch. Well, perhaps we should uh, do a quick run around in this little village and then head up to the lighthouse, because I do agree with you, Bailitha, that uh, we should discover the source of whatever this anti-magic spell a field or whatever it is before we get the airship too close. That could be a real disaster. I am fully afraid of anything anti-magic because It's kind of my whole thing. So... I wonder if this... Would this be a safe haven against the Kruthik considering they are inhabiting magic users? Yes. Would this be a neutralizing force? That's a very interesting question. question. I'm not entirely sure. Some sort of anti-magic fence around a settlement or something like that could potentially keep people safe. My concern is, is it just a fence or is it, um, does it go beyond a border? Well, no, I don't know how magic works. That's why I brought you along. I believe we brought (laughs) you along at this phase. Now, now, hold on. I do have a rip from the king. Would we Goth- Gothier uh, will rummage through his, his bag and remember that Liza has it? <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, yes, I know, I've seen it, I made it, goodbye, and Liza I just stuff it in my made, back pocket. Liza also made 
forged forged copies of it, so yeah. all of you have copies of it. Yeah. It's like it's like that scene in Spartacus. You keep going like, I have a writ from the king. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, a writ from the king. Can we do like a perimeter check to see the specific like oh, maybe mark on the ground to totally. like yeah. to like see where the anti magic field kind of goes? Um, um, yeah, so I, I kind of would lump that in with your guys' initial flight plan coming in. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so what you guys do know about um, anti-magic field in this situation is that it's uh, similar to, like, a darkness spell or a light spell. It seems like it's cast on something, mm. and it has, like, a 360-degree spherical shape. Okay, so when so, you guys were first flying yeah. in and you encountered it, you could kind of, like, probe around and get a feel for where it was. So gotcha. um, it's it's basically around the lighthouse is, like, the central focus of it, um, the upper yeah, reaches it was of ma- the lighthouse. It was, ma- it was mainly just, like, okay, um, what are the the what are the dimensions? We know that it centers on the lighthouse, but, like, mm-hmm. um, does it go 10 feet out or what? Oh, just yeah. kind of um, getting that vibe. Yeah, uh, it's about 100 feet. Okay, so a hundred feet diameter around the, yeah, um, cool, yeah, or not diameter. Yeah, whatever. No, I was just gonna say I, no. It's hundred foot radius is where it's gonna be. It's hundred foot big, radius. So okay, so yeah. from the ground you're completely safe from it. This lighthouse is one hundred and fifty feet tall. So yeah. from the ground you're not impacted by it in the slightest. Got oh oh it's only from the top. Yeah yeah oh, oh. I thought it was like the whole thing, like a cylinder yeah, of this spell. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. That makes okay. a big difference. Yeah. Can we, put a, can we put a note on Hubbub and have them run up to Dizzy? Well, didn't we do that? Yeah, I, th- I think you guys did. Yeah. yeah. Did. So you guys... Am I, having, am I having an idea I already had? Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they touched down, like the ship landed in the... Like they brought down the ship, right? In the like docket. Yeah, the ship area. has come has oh, come through, and and yeah. we decided to just kind of start exploring because we knew it was going to be a minute before they got to us. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I think, I mean, explore the bottom of this tower or see if we walk through town. Like, yeah, that's the question. Do we want to do a walkthrough on the village first or not? On the one hand, I think it might. You know, obviously the tower is the main event here, but knowing that there's paranormal activity in the cottages, like do, do we want to like clear our backs a little bit? That was kind of what I was thinking is I didn't want to get up. If say for whatever reason we get into the tower, I didn't yeah. want to be up in the tower and have people like chasing us up, you know, yeah. being unable to, to use your magic also. have to defend yeah. the tower with the fucking anti-magic field right above us. Yeah. 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 Less than um, ideal. Okay. Let's, let's, let's do a walk through the town then. Let's just go, um, I mean, obviously, I look at this map. It's sort yep. of like a like a cul-de-sac situation with some offshoots. Yeah, we do sort of like you know uh, the loop and down the tail and back across the loop and sort of do like as close as we can to a grid check, basically of like yeah, let's just walk each street and then and then head up. Yeah, and this town is small enough. You can probably do this in an hour tops. Okay. You can go down all the cool. streets and all the way around and look around. Um, there's no apparent signs from what you're seeing immediately of any kind of real paranormal um, attacks or or entities that are like, you know, flying through the roads or anything like that. But the, the only thing that really catches your eye is that it seems like they're like the people that lived here had a lot of like statues of animals in like weird non-normal poses. Okay. So it's not like a, there wouldn't be like a 
bear standing straight up. There's like a bear in the middle of a motion that's just like fallen over on its side or something. Like it never could have stood up in the first place. So it's like a twerking frog. uh, A a dog doing a handstand. Notably, there is like a bullywug statue too that is similarly like it's just a big ugly blip basically. And Uh Bullywogs so and grungs are so, different. So, so you you mean a blip then? So they are super detailed statues that these people have, and they're in these oh, weird poses. Oh, it just it doesn't make no, any I sense. No, I agree, blip. That was kind of racist to them. Can I like in um like Liza's a bard? Uh, there's a certain what? amount of. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's almost like I haven't incorporated the fact that they're a bard <laughs> since like episode seven. Uh, I would say, yeah, Liza has at least an understanding of the arts, even though they're they're more of a slam poet, more of a, a oral, uh, more of an oral uh, artist. Um, I love the phrase "more of a slam poet." Just like <laughs> in, in almost any context, more that's of funny. a slam poet. Personally, I identify mm-hmm. as a slam poet. Um, can Liza like go up and basically see if there's any sort of, um, like, I understand the arts to a certain extent. Can I go up and just see like, ooh, what are the techniques that were used here? These are crazy detailed. Um, like, does this look? magical in nature or does this look more artistic in nature yeah roll um probably well you tell me which role you want to make on that that would be those would be different types of roles so oh yeah that's true i guess tell me what you're trying to discern whichever one is the highest that's yeah i mean (laughs) it's a bit of a cop-out to say perception just because that's i mean that's a that's a really high no no no. give me give me a skill for sure yeah um I mean, I would say either investigation for, I mean, investigation and arcana are both the same for me, or I could do insight, which is a little bit higher, or history, because it's like understanding art history, I guess. I don't know. I I think I'll do, I'm going to do investigation. Okay. And then I'm just going to add a psionic die to that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That is a 23. Woo! Uh-huh. 23 investigation. Sorry. There That's we go. <laughs> All of these statues are very realistic. I mean, photorealistic, aside from the fact that they're made out of stone and that they don't, <laughs> that they're not alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll kind of lump you in a little bit of Arcana here because it's base knowledge and you're a bard. There are spells that, that a wizard could take that would do something like this to a live animal. And maybe, oh. maybe that's something that's that, that happened here that turned um, a bullywug or a bear or something into a statue. Okay. So like a fucking, petrification. Fucking or, Narnia or, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and does it look, mm, I, I don't know if I would be able to glean this, but can I tell the difference between something that is reversible versus permanent? Like a true polymorph versus mm. something, you mm. totally feel within your right to say yes. Like to say to say yes, uh, but to <laughs> hey, Nick, but, Nick, it's okay if you give us everything we want. Nick. I'll say yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this for free. There's there is varying degrees of things that can be 
turned back and forth. It's yeah. not something that you're going to be able to discern on this spot. You're not going to okay. be able to say what or how this happened and what or how you can undo it. That's totally fine. Okay. Yeah, I'll just kind of turn around and just like relay to the group like this is good work. This is either a tremendous artist like me or a would I say that this is like high level wizardry or is this like eh, any competent wizard could do this? That feels like an arcana check. Do you want me to make it? So that we have a different like I mean, it was a good roll. But I mean, I could just be talking back and forth and Babs, you could just roll Arcana as like drawing on your knowledge. That's kind of what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, go for it. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, that is a 21. Hell yeah. <laughs> the skill and ability that it would take to make a creature look as photorealistic as these creatures look is a level of wizardry and art an arcane skill that even Babatha does not possess. And for if Babatha studied years and years, probably would not be able to, to recreate something like this. This goes beyond a normal mortal hand. This is, this is some very powerful skill here. As you guys are looking down and investigating this thing. You look up to say something to Galtier, and you notice that his attention has totally shifted as you guys have made your way down this path. Um, it's the northern path on our map where you'll see uh, there's a pool of water up towards the end of the path, and immediately to the side of that pool of water, just to the east of it, it doesn't show up on the map, so humor me. <laughs> just to the east of this pool of water, you have no idea how you missed it until just now. You don't know how you didn't see it last night because in front of you is one house that of all of the houses in the village stands out easily. Most of this, most of the village Bilbo's are sing, single floor and simple <laughs> in design. But at the end of the road here, just before the trail to the Sanctum and the Lighthouse is this ominous looking four-story Victorian style house. It has these three windows that face the path on each floor. And then on the third floor, there's this small balcony with wrought iron railing. All the windows of the place are boarded up and there's a wrought iron gate that sort of creaks on its rusty hinges. Cross. Now, it seems we may have uh, camped in the wrong house last night. We got ourselves a bit of a fine bit of architecture here. Yeah, but just think of how many ghosts might be in that one. It's much larger. Ah, wealthy people don't feel more comfortable in a single family or a, sorry, it's a a single ghoul family dwelling. If you guys want answers, this might be a good spot to start looking. And bye bye. Yeah, uh, ha- have a beautiful night. I'll see Nick, you next time. Nick just giving us a nice hint always means shut <laughs> yep. the fuck up. The episode's over. Good luck next time. Good luck. I gotta go. Hey. There's something cool. Come on. Oh, I don't know how to do this.